You are listening to the Keeping Abreast with Karen podcast, brought to you by the Karen T. Stahl Research and Breast Institute. Now, here's your host, Karen T. Stahl. Hello, and welcome to another installment of Keeping Abreast with Karen on Mammary Monday. Joining me today is my son, Chuck. Hey, everybody. Chuck is serving as our executive director at KTSRBI, as well as producing our episodes. Today's episode is Hey, Fighting Tigers, and our focus is going to be on our foundation's relationship with LSU Health Foundation and University Medical Center. That's right. We have interviews with Crystal Oliveira, who's the Chief Development Officer at LSU Health Foundation. Also, we get a chance to talk to radiologist Dr. Mignon Morel, who serves as the Academic Director of Breast Imaging, among a lot of other titles that she holds at University Medical Center. And LSU is great as one of our medical partners because they fight for their patients. They fight for the best care that is available to them, and they try to get over all the hurdles between the greatest care possible and red tape and paperwork. That's a great point because when you say they fight for their patients, everybody knows LSU's fighting tigers are some of the toughest around. I mean, hands down. We'd put LSU Tigers up against anybody. And you also know that slogan, fight like a girl when you have cancer. So all of these things go together in this situation. It would be kind of great before you walked into treatment to have maybe Coach O walk in and give you a little pump-up speech. I feel like there's nobody better in the South to do that. Well, it would totally take your fear away from having a mammogram. You'd be like all ready to go and have it done because Coach O said you should have it done. (laughs) (laughs) So without further ado, we're going to start with Crystal Oliveira, Chief Development Officer at LSU Health Foundation. Welcome, Crystal, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm sorry we're not doing this in person, but it's great to see your face. It is good to see you, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to have lunch again someday. That's so fun. (laughs) I know. I know. Soon. Right? Soon. (laughs) Well, our endowment partnership, our friendship... Uh, with LSU UMC began in 2016 and we saw a glaring need to provide financial assistance for people who wanted 3D screenings as the best possible diagnostic for breast cancer and it's not just for women um, it's a concern for men as well and some folks were not able to come up with the additional costs for of service. Yeah, it's really been, you know, an amazing uh, tool for our um, physicians, clinicians to be able to not turn women away based on insurance issues. You know, having these funds means that even if we run into a snag with an insurance provider or maybe they don't have the full coverage as you were talking about, um, these funds can step in and fill a a gap. And, you know, what's interesting is early on in my career here with LSU Health, I met with a a cancer patient at UMC, actually. It was around early 2016 or late fall 2015. And she was explaining to me that, you know, she works. She works a full-time job and and all these things, but the insurance that she has nowhere near covered the services that she needed for, for Uh, dealing with breast cancer. And it was heart-wrenching for me to hear that story and meet her and know how hard she's working and the job that she has was it was a legitimate job. I mean, it's a job that anybody would would have, you know, Um, you're working that hard, you're paying for insurance coverage, 
but the coverage just doesn't doesn't meet the needs for what you have to go through with breast cancer. So that was shocking to see that that that's out there. You're absolutely correct. That was a glaring, shocking reality. Um, and thankfully, Medicare and Medicaid were very the very first ones on board to cover the better screening. And it took a while for the other insurance companies to get on board. Um, we never want patients to try to make a decision, am I going to buy groceries this week or am I going to have a life-saving test uh, to mitigate what's coming down the road for me? That should never, ever be a dilemma for anyone. Absolutely. So this, this endowment has really helped in that area where we're not having to have these patients make those kinds of decisions. This endowment helps relieve that for them if, when, when that presents itself. So it's, it's you know, it's um, invaluable. It's, it's, it's life-saving. Um, it's peace of mind. It's all of those things as you're going through a really traumatic uh, diagnosis and then figuring out how you're going to deal with all of it. So and that's really paramount to us to, to eliminate those anxieties um, yes. so that a patient can can concentrate on getting well no matter what it takes for them to get well and everyone gets well differently um, right. now that 3d in Louisiana is a standard screening mandated by House Bill 460 in June of 2018 for breast cancer patients what suggestions do you have regarding how KTSRBI can provide help beyond diagnosis. In other words, um, integrative medicine is uh, a new tagline that it's not instead of chemo or radiation, it's in complement to. Some people may get better with some mental health assistance. Um, others may get better uh, through massage therapy or acupuncture therapies. Um, how do you see our partnership and UMC or LSU work those um, work those possibilities into a cancer patient's health journey. Yeah, I mean we're we're excited for for that journey with our partnership is to you know create that that comprehensive care with uh, U, UMC and and maybe potential other partner hospitals that are are working with us on on our cancer treatments and as you mentioned you know things that go into. Uh, your mental health as you're dealing with breast cancer goes far beyond just the chemo and the treatment. Um, and so we're really excited to work with you and, and um, bring a comprehensive program to our patients that delivers more than just the, the technical treatments of, you know, chemo and that kind of thing. That makes me so excited to see what's coming down the pike for sure. Well, yes. tell us a little bit about how you've been handling your quarantine and, and this crazy crisis that we're in and the new norm moving forward. Oh man, the new no norm moving forward is, is still, I feel like yet to be seen, you know, <laughs> none of us really knows. I'm a huge football fan. And <laughs> I hold season tickets to the Pelicans, which that still hasn't even been officially canceled yet. So I don't, I don't even really know what our new norm looks like. I have no idea. Um, but for us right now in the short term, 
you know, one of the things that I've learned in my career in philanthropy is, you know, people are philanthropic. And during these times, philanthropy usually does still rise to the top because at the end of the day, you still need health care. You still need education. You still need all the things yes. that make us America and who we are. And we need to be innovative. We need to be thinking outside the box and bringing those big solutions to these problems that are devastating. And you need money to make it happen. And so for us, it looks different. I can't have lunch with you. We can't have this visit, you know, face to face. I can't give you a big hug and tell you how important you are. Um, but we're making time through Zoom conferencing. We're um, trying to host webinars ourselves, much like this podcast that you're doing, uh, to bring the healthcare experts out front and center to to you and other donors that have been so generous and philanthropic with your with your dollars and putting them in a place that you feel is making an impact on the healthcare community. And I really do think LSU is making a tremendous impact and doing everything we can to put that message out there and then just continue that resiliency, you know, because it is difficult to, I think, to be in this kind of world and, environment. and you know, especially for, for philanthropy, you know, that job is, is out front and center handshaking events, you know, that kind of thing. And this looks very different. It's very isolated. So it, <laughs> it is. It's very strange. Thank you for those kind words. And uh, we look forward to, a continued wonderful relationship with LSU and our followers need to continue to demand 3D. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today and I hope to hug you soon. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's coming. A big one, a big one. Thank now you, we're Crystal. Happy birthday. Oh, and, thank and you. <laughs> thank you very much. I had a great, I had a great 40th and, uh, you know, 40 is the new 30, right? And yes. 40, that's sort of what I've, what how I feel so and I, it's, well I'll be sixty this year and I'm embracing it because you being do not this, look it yes oh, well thank you being on this side of the grass it's pretty good it's pretty good I'm looking <laughs> forward to that I know that's why I wrote and I'm ready for another forty and then hopefully when that increment comes who knows maybe I'll be ready for another thirty we're living longer you know that's right embrace it that's the embrace plan it. it is the plan well, you yes. you make forty look fabulous. Well, you make 60 look very desirable. I'm excited for it. See, I'm thinking about telling people that I'm 70, and then they'll go, wow, and then I'll say I'm 60. <laughs> no, you say you're 60, and it's still wow. It's still well, thank you. Generation go, okay, that's not so bad. That's <laughs> that looks doable. pretty good. That's very doable. Yeah, that's doable. Well, thanks, honey. Go get ready for your next meeting. All right. Well, and thank you for all your support. We're excited. Oh, for love you guys. We got a lot. Of, we've got a lot of great things coming down, and we're excited for all of them. Excited Very to exciting. Together and pulling it together. So thank you again. Thanks, Tony. See you soon. That was a great interview and extremely informational. Um, it did sound like Max Headroom was doing our sound that day. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if our internet connection was its best at the time, but it was really great to have her on and her making time and explaining where some of your dollars go. When you give to KTS, well, what do we do with it? Well, we want to give it to the people who can, who can help the patients directly. And one of our local partners, as we said, is LSU Health Foundation. And 
a lot of you people might recognize Crystal from the check-in table at Sip to Save or the dance floor at Sip to Save. They've they've been with us a few years now. They have. They've been so generous with their time at our registration table and helped to make that as smooth as possible when our guests are arriving. So we're very appreciative of them. And we are going to go to our next interview with Dr. Mignon Morel. She works in the radiology department at University Medical Center. She is hands-on every day with issues that are near and dear to our heart, especially pertaining to screening for breast cancer. So without further ado, here's our interview with Dr. Morel. Please welcome Dr. Mignon Morel, LSU Health, New Orleans radiologist based at UMC. Well, I guess we'll start with a few questions we have for you and um, want to thank you for your support. And it's been from the very beginning. Um, I remember when KTSRBI began our partnership at UMC's Breast Center. And I do remember you being excited that finally someone was starting to understand the importance of 3D tomosynthesis mammography. And it wasn't the mandated standard yet. Um, and our partnership helps to um, bridge financial gaps for women who at the time or, or men that could not afford to have the better screening. Would you speak to our audience about how our foundation bridged those gaps and made 3D affordable to anybody who wanted the best possible screen? Oh, absolutely. So we've been so happy about our partnership with the Karen T. Stahl Research and Breast Institute here because it has really been a life changer for some of our patients. Um, some people may not know that you know, 3D mammograms actually cost more than a standard 2D mammogram. Um, and for a long time, that was not paid for. You had to pay for that out of pocket. Um, and some patients who we see who have such low income, um, things are paid for, but where it's really this partnership and the funding has really come into play is for those patients who may have insurance or may have a little funding but didn't have that extra step to be able to give them the choice in what type of screening they had. Um, so our, our partnership with KTS RBI has allowed those women to be able to receive 3D tomosynthesis mammograms and not have to choose between paying for that or paying for another bill, you know, whether it's their electricity or a grocery bill or just putting gas in the car. So that's, it's life-changing for some women, it truly is. That's an excellent point. And, and we were finding that um, patients were having to decide, should I have this better screen and stay healthy for my family's sake? or do I put it towards groceries? We never ever want anyone to be put in that position. And I'm so glad that you guys um, partnered with us so we could help as many people as possible. Um, 3D Tomo is extremely useful in finding cancers as small as two millimeters. And that's smaller than a pinpoint for those of us who didn't do well with metrics in school. <laughs> it's also useful in the detection of patients who have dense breasts. Would you mind explaining to our audience exactly what dense breasts are and how 3D TOMO mammograms can be a life-saving first line of defense and early detection. So in simple terms, dense breasts is just referring to the amount of fibroglandular tissue and fatty tissue that you have in your breast. So the fibroglandular tissue is the functional tissue of the breast. If you have more of that than you do breast fat, then you're considered dense. 
if you have more fatty tissue than the fibroglandular, then you would not be considered dense. So how tomosynthesis um, plays a role in patients with dense breasts and other patients as well, but specifically women with dense breasts, is it allows us to be able to see through layers of breast tissue. So a 3D tomosynthesis mammogram, it's taken the same way in the same position as a 2D mammogram. The difference is that multiple x-rays are taken over different angles while you're in compression. So what that allows us to do at the workstation is actually scroll through the layers of breast tissue. So we can find the tiny cancers that may be hiding in the fibroglandular tissue. Because the fibroglandular tissue shows up as white on a mammogram, unfortunately, cancer shows up as white on a mammogram too. So you can imagine the more white in the background, the harder it is to find the small white spot in that full haystack. And I'm glad you mentioned that about finding those tiny cancers. Um, it's very important to do self-breast exams, but also very important to do the 3D that you would not necessarily find with a self-exam. And correct me if I'm wrong, but dense breasts don't necessarily mean large breasts. That's absolutely correct. Dense breasts, when we say dense breasts, we're referring to actually on your mammogram, the visual density. So it doesn't have to do with size. It doesn't have to do with how your breasts feel to you. It's actually something that's going to be determined by the radiologist that's interpreting your mammogram. Excellent. And, and there's a lot of conflicting information in the world today about when is the best time to have your mammogram. Um, we get conflicting messages from the media, from different areas of, of the medical community. And I'm often asked, when should I have my first mammogram? Can you advise our audience on that little tidbit? I would love to talk about age to start screening. So the Society of Breast Imaging and the American College of Radiology, as well as the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, all recommend to start screening at age 40 for any woman of average risk and to continue that yearly as long as you're in good health. Um, there are different recommendations out there. The important thing to know is that there's no scientific evidence to say that you should start screening after the age of 40. So there's no scientific evidence to say don't start your screening at 40. And actually, it's very important to know your family history because it may be important for you to start screening even before the age of 40 for certain women with strong family history. Um, it can be very confusing for patients um, and for even referring doctors out there to figure out with all of these, you know, different recommendations what to do. Um, but I think the thing that we definitely know is that early detection saves lives. And the way that we detect cancer at its earliest is through a mammogram. So approximately one in a thousand women at the age of 40 will develop a breast cancer and your risk only increases from there. Um, and so I recommend, and the Society of Breast Imaging recommends that you start screening at age 40. Well, I was the lucky one in a thousand and at 40, my very first mammogram. Um, I won the prize, <laughs> but caught it early. And 
I was very lucky to have done so. So if you're putting off that mammogram at 40 because you're scared or you think it's going to hurt, just put your big girl panties on and go get it done because it's important. It's very important. And, you know, the, the patients who are younger that develop breast cancer when they are younger, those are the ones that we really are able to save so much of their life um, with early detection rather than finding it, you know, a couple of years down the road when they're feeling it. Yes. Um, another question I'm asked is, should I have a mammogram during my childbearing years, especially mothers who are nursing or plan to nurse after having a mammogram? So there's a couple of things to consider if you're uh, pregnant or nursing. We do recommend that if you're pregnant that you hold off on a mammogram if you're, if you're not having any problems. And that's because there is some x-ray, you know, there, a mammogram is an x-ray which means there's some radiation associated with it. So anytime we can avoid radiation um, to a fetus, we try to. Um, that does not mean that you can't have a mammogram if you're having a problem. Ladies who are pregnant still develop cancer. And so if you're experiencing a, a growing lump, you should definitely let your doctor know. Um, and it will be determined whether it's appropriate for you to have a mammogram or if you need another test uh, like an ultrasound instead. It's totally fine um, for you to have mammograms during your childbearing years. If you are nursing, uh, typically we would want to wait until you finish. But if you plan on nursing for a few years, then it's just important for us to know. It doesn't do anything to affect your breast milk um, or there's no harm uh, once the baby is born. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I'm asked that often and I, I didn't have an answer. So that's good to know. Yeah, a lot of times we take it on a, on a case by case basis with our, with our women who are uh, breastfeeding. Um, some have a higher risk than others. And so, you know, rather than waiting for them to stop breastfeeding in another six months, then we'll just go ahead and do it and keep them on their schedule um, because we, we take each, each of those patients individually, you know, at, as a risk benefit, but it's, if you're anybody who is pregnant or breastfeeding and you want to know, you know, talk to your doctor. If your doctor doesn't know, then they can always call their friendly radiologist <laughs> help them figure it out. And you are a friendly radiologist. And I, I'm guessing that um, a discovery or a lump would fuel that early mammogram or a family history would fuel that reason to have a mammogram earlier than age 40 more than anything else. Absolutely. Why do you think people put off having mammograms? Uh, in my experience, uh, you know, people have said things that they were afraid it was going to hurt. Um, and even things like, I was afraid that you were going to find something. Mm -hmm. um, but I remind me of the unknown. Yeah. Just fear of, of, the being told that there, there is something and they're concerned that it's a cancer. Uh, but what I try to remind all of our patients is that mammograms are there to find something and to find it as early as possible. It's the Indeed. best tool that we have and it's the best way that we're going to be able to save your life is to find the cancer early. Um, Ladies who are 
particularly sensitive to pain, you know, if they're still in their childbearing years or menstruating years, I tell them, well, you know, then have it the week after your cycle, schedule it for the week after your cycle. Um, advice. Um, yeah, you can even take some Tylenol ahead of time. Um, it's not, it's not a painful test. You know, I do my mammograms and it's not, I mean, granted, none of us find it to be comfortable, but it's not, it's not painful, um, you know, and a little discomfort to be able to have the peace of mind of knowing that your, your breasts are clear, or at least the, the peace of mind of knowing that if something's there, you're doing it routinely and it should be caught early. And I've had a gazillion mammograms and it's not painful. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's probably scarier if you've never had one because you're imagining this crushing machine. It's not like that at all. And if it's done properly, it's not a painful procedure. And it, for the peace of mind you get for it, it's worth every second of doing it. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, Dr. Morrell. I know you're very busy and I can't thank you enough for being a supporter of KTSRBI from the very beginning and a believer in us because we believe in you too. And we thank you for everything that you've done for our community. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much because you're, you're out there doing the good work. I really enjoyed speaking with Dr. Morrell today. As always, she has a compassion about her to make you feel at ease the moment you are in her presence. She's, she's so compassionate and so caring. It's not a sterile situation at all. And, and I learned a few things today. I learned about mammary screenings, uh, when they should be done. There, there's a lot of misinformation out there on, on risks that come with screening, which we found out that there were a lot fewer than we've heard, almost none. Um, but mostly it's, the impediment is fear of going into the doctor and, and getting some news that you don't want to hear. But we know that the best way to attack this disease is early detection. And it's why 3D mammography was the cornerstone of this foundation from Go. So they were a huge part in, in assisting us back when 2D versus 3D was a choice. You know, Mom and I are not doctors. We cannot give you medical advice. We cannot throw our endorsement behind a treatment or something that, that and tell you what to do with your own health. But what we're here to do on this podcast is to get you some information from credible sources so, so you can make good decisions with your doctor about your own health. And that's absolutely perfectly correct. We want to help you through your cancer journey, and you uh, will have lots of questions when it begins for you, if it ever begins for you, and I hope it doesn't. But know that you can come to sources like ours and get reliable information and we can help direct you on your journey. We're absolutely not medical professionals in that respect. Well, we wanna thank everybody for joining us today and remind you that on Thursday, we'll be having our next Thankful Thursday with Kathy Garrett of Easy Realty. Also remember to be your own healthcare advocate. Ask questions. It's really important. And remember to follow us on social media at Karen T. Stahl 3D on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and our website, www.ktsrbi.org. Everybody have a great week and demand 3D.